every year I try to plan some sort of vacation for my kids and I, because I, th I think it's important to take them around the world and, and travel and see things. So I try to book a vacation for them and I, and I also try to book one for me. I started going to Europe when I was 19 years old. And that one trip, I was by myself backpacking all across Italy and it did a lot of good things for me and changed me in a lot of ways. And I fell in love with Europe. And so I try to go every year that I can. And I went uh, January 20 or 2003 by myself. I went back to Italy with my mom in 2006. And then I've done four other trips by myself in the last four or five years. And there's a bunch of episodes. If you go back, you can watch the ones from 2022 and 2021. When I was preparing for this one, I had a bunch of people ask me, how do you know where you're going to go? How do you figure out flights and where you're going to stay and transportation? And it never really crossed my mind that it was challenging with the internet. It's actually really easy. And so I thought this would be a cool way to just show what I do. And it's not necessarily the right way to do it. It's just what I've found out works for me in all these trips that I've planned and taken. I get a little bit smarter each time and I figure out a better way to do it. And so I thought I'd talk about this one that I just completed. Step one, decide where you're going to go. The way that I do it is I go to Google Flights. And from this opening page, you type in where you're going from. For me, it's Portland. And then they've got this map down here that says explore destinations. I always just click on this bad boy. And this is what I do a lot of times when I'm bored, I just find out how much it costs to go somewhere. And I think about how cool it would be to go there. So you can see up there in the corner, it says round trip from Portland, one week trip in the next six months. So it finds the cheapest price for you. So if I wanted to, I could go to Orlando for $179 round trip, or I could go to New York City for $195. You want to go to Cancun? It's only 228. This is with them choosing the one week trip though. If you need to set specific days, it's easy enough to do that. And then you can figure out what you're doing. And so when I figure out what week I'm going to take this vacation on, I start punching in all the numbers and everything. And what I did this last time was I just bought one way everywhere. I got a one way to Paris. And then I just started poking around trying to figure out where I could go from there. So this is an example. A one-way ticket from Portland to Paris is $346. And for this example, it's on Wednesday, October 18th. So in like a month and a half. So you could fly to Paris for $346. Then once you get to Paris, you just do one way again. And look at all these destinations. You could go to Barcelona for $31 one way. You could go to Rome for $25. You could go to Thessal I don't know how to pronounce it, Thessaloniki in uh, Greece. You could go to Athens for $81. So once you get to Europe, it's crazy cheap. And a lot of people ask me, why don't you take the train? Well, the train is cool too. And the network of trains in Europe is incredible, but the train takes forever. You want to go from Paris to Munich and that's probably like a six hour train ride. I don't have time for that. When I book these trips, I have like eight days. 
And I try to see as many cities as I can in that time span. So I just get in here and I start hopping around. So let's say, for example, you wanted to go to Malta. You could fly from Paris to Malta for 80 bucks. So remember, it was 346 to get to Paris. Then it's another 80 to get to Malta. Step two, decide where you're going to stay. So you decide that's what you want to do. And uh, for Malta, you just go to Google and you type in Malta hotels. And then this little map pops up. I'm always trying to do this on the cheap. I'm not fancy and I, I don't have the money to just go to some awesome place. So I get inside here and then I start looking around. You go to Malta on, uh, let me change the date. If you go on October 18th, there's hotels in here. I mean, there's some that are 315 bucks. They're 175. So sometimes you choose a place you want to go and the, the hotels are too expensive and you're like, fuck that, I'm going to go somewhere else. I used to stay in hostels when I was a lot younger and I'm too old for that now. I don't want to sleep in a room with 20 other people. So I always just go in here and I find, look at this, this is $46 a night. It's probably a piece of crap. Maybe not. I don't know. The point is you go through and you find a hotel that's reasonable. And the other thing you want to do, or I do, is you figure out where the airport is. And then you try to calculate how you're going to get from the airport to your hotel. So on this map, you can see if I come back out, the uh, airport was kind of, I can see it right in this area. So you have to get from here down into that area if that's where you're gonna stay. So once you figure that out, then you go, you just Google, does Malta have Uber? How to get from the airport to the city center in Malta? And you just figure out whether there's an app or uh, a shuttle bus or whatever you have to do. And most of these European cities, there's usually a train in Malta, there's probably not. You probably have to take a sh shuttle in Malta. But when I go to a large Euro city like Berlin or Rome or Paris or any of those places, you're gonna be able to ride a train from the ho or the uh, airport to wherever you're staying. Like for example, when I just went to Berlin, if you book a hotel that's right next to the main train station, you get off the airplane. You go right down into their tunnel, get on the train, and you ride the train to the city center, and you get off and you walk like five minutes, and then you're there. So that's a that's something that I learned when I was 19, and I was traveling around in Italy. If you stay right next to the train station, you're always ready to go. It, it makes it convenient. You don't have to worry about getting a taxi or anything expensive like that. And all these forms of transportation are very cheap. I believe I spent about four euros to go from the Berlin airport to the Berlin city center train station. So this is all I do. I, for, when I um, am mapping out the trip, I just go through and, you know, so you were in Malta and now to fly from Malta, look, you can go to Cagliari for $20. You can go to Palma for $64. You could go to Madrid for 27. It's crazy cheap. And the other part of it is that somebody asked me, how do you decide which city to go to? I don't know anything about most of these cities other than ones that we've all seen and heard of, Rome, Paris, 
the the large ones, Athens. I mean, you have an idea of what that is, maybe because you've seen landmarks. But for some of the smaller places, I don't know if they're going to be cool or not. I'm taking a chance. And I chose on this last trip a bunch of coastal areas because I knew it was going to be hot and I wanted to be able to swim. And I just wanted to see some pretty landscapes. I wanted to, to see what that part of the world looked like. Step three, understand transportation. There are a number of ways to get around over there. Their transportation is so much better than it is in the United States. Everything's so crammed together. You can travel just a little bit and you're in a different country with a different language. And America's huge and everybody owns a car. There are a number of different train lines, ones that pass stations. There are ones that hit all the stations. There are nice trains, there are shitty trains with graffiti all over the side of them. Some of the cities have Uber. Some of the cities have shuttles and taxis. What I did is I got a bunch of these apps. All the airlines, I had Uber, I had a train app, and then also a, a way to buy tickets for the Berlin train system. There's another app on here that I got in Split called Bolt, which is a ride share, which I never ended up using. But that's the beauty of doing it this day and age, because your, your phone is going to be the most important thing. Your passport, your phone, and money. All you need are those three things, really. Because if you have your phone, you can search for anything. You can put yourself on a map in real time I did this when I was traveling along the coastline in Italy. You can see yourself moving in the app. And so you can prepare and look ahead and see the, the train stations that are coming up. And you can see where you're at as you pass something and go, oh my God, that's beautiful. I love that place. I want to go back there. It's so insane that you have this technology on your phone to be able to Google anything you want. I had the Google Translate app. Because whenever I'm there, I always try to, I don't want to just walk in and and say, hey, I'm American, give me stuff. I wanna try to use a little bit of the language. But when I do these trips, I go to five or six different countries and it sounds douchey, but I forget what country I'm in and which language I'm supposed to be speaking. And so I usually only end up saying, please, or thank you, or where's the bathroom? Dov'è il bagno? All the, the places that I went recently, they're so heavily influenced by tourism most of the people know English anyway. Everybody's super friendly. I, I didn't run into any issues with anyone. Step four, pack your bags. When you are traveling, you could do it one of two ways. You could bring everything you got or you can bring a minimal amount of stuff. I crammed all this stuff into a tiny little backpack. It was a 40 liter backpack, 17 by 13 by nine extended. The reason I chose this piece of luggage is because the this is the maximum amount that the airlines will allow you to put underneath the seat. I purposely do not check anything ever. They can lose it. It can screw you on the uh, the in-betweens. If you have multiple flights in one day and you got to wait for a bag or they they don't transfer it correctly and you, it can just hose you every time. So I always carry my bag with me. And this is the first trip where I only brought one bag. I usually have a carry on, but I didn't want to pay all those extra fees. 
I just wanted to have the one item with me all the time. And that meant that I couldn't bring quite as much stuff. So I was wearing some of the shorts multiple times and it was hot and I wish I would have had a different pair of shoes. I wish I would have had some flip-flops, some more socks, but I didn't. I packed it all on this tiny little thing and this is what I brought. Seven tanks, two dress, six shorts, seven undies, 14 socks, one belt, one pair of swim trunks, one pair of shoes, one travel size toothpaste, one toothbrush, contact shit, one razor, one travel size shaving cream, one jar of pomade, one Garnier fruit tea sleek and shine shampoo, one deodorant, some vitamins, one tube of sunscreen, one pair of fingernail clippers, seven Q-tips, one can rewear fabric refreshener to spray on your clothes and make them not stinky. One United States passport, one Oregon ID, two packs Marlboros, one lighter, 70 euros, one credit card, one debit card, two phones, one laptop, one Apple watch, one pair of AirPods, one original flavor chapstick, one book, one international power converter, one candy bar, and one bag of gummy bears. These clothes that I brought were refreshed magically by the rewear fabric refresher. This shit is gold. I didn't even know it existed until I found it when, <clears throat> when I was shopping for the little tiny uh, travel size things. And I saw this and it's just, it's like Febreze that you sp spray on your clothes. So I used a ton of that. And it still would have been cool if I would have had a washing machine somewhere, but I didn't make that happen. And also I brought two dress shirts and there was not a single iron in six different countries, in six or seven different cities. I never stayed in a room that had an iron. So one of the shirts I couldn't wear because I never ironed it. It was so wrinkly. Uh, but a lot of the rest of the stuff is pretty self-explanatory. And it would change for you, obviously, based on what you think you need. But the sunscreen is very important. Uh, also, passport is huge. The ID, not so much. Uh, I brought cigarettes. I don't smoke usually. I smoke when I'm in Europe because Europe does not frown upon the smokers. And I know it's horrible for you. You shouldn't do it. And it stinks and all this kind of stuff. But when you're in Europe, Everybody smokes and you go out to dinner and you sit outside and they bring you a plate of pasta and a glass of wine. And these motherfuckers are smoking cigarettes after they finish their meal. It doesn't matter that there's a baby sitting right next to you or a couple of old people, everyone around you smoking and the smoke goes up in the air and it dissipates and it goes away. It's so European and so awesome. And I'm not saying go buy some cigarettes and start smoking up, but there's something magical about going out to dinner and you sit there for an hour and a half or two hours, because it's a thing, it's an event. And then you you eat slowly and you drink slowly and you think about things. And if you're with people, you talk to people. I was by myself, so I just did a lot of thinking. But then you finish that meal and you light up a cigarette and you're just with all these people and you're in the middle of some ancient city looking at these bricks that have been there for thousands of years and there's kids running by and playing and it's fucking magic, it's awesome. So I really enjoy that part. And I smoke a lot of cigarettes when I go on these trips. The euros, 70 euros. I only brought paper money in case I was somewhere rural where they wouldn't take card for some reason. But that's the other beautiful thing about having your phone is that I have all my credit cards and my debit cards in my Apple wallet. And Europe is so much better at having the card readers with the uh, RFID. So you can just 
double click on the side of your iPhone and tap and pay for anything. I mean, it's still good to have a physical card in case you need to, but I don't think there was anywhere that I went to buy something that I couldn't use my phone. So I had the 70 euros just in case. And the, the reason it's 70 is because I gave the people at the airport in Newark, I gave them 100 US dollars and my return was 70 euros because I had to pay a fee. The international power converter is huge. You absolutely need to bring one of these. I used the same plug in all these countries that I went to, but this one that I paid probably like 30 bucks for has all the different plugs. So you can go to Africa or fucking Russia. I don't know where all the plugs are different. The candy bar and the gummy bears were snacks that were given to me by a friend. I, on this trip, the only place that I kind of skimp is on the food. And I still try to eat some good food, but I rarely eat breakfast. I eat something pretty cheap for lunch and then I save my money for dinner. So you'll see in the episodes coming out that uh, I did spend a little bit of money on dinner, but um, I had these snacks in the bag just in case, you know, I got hungry in an airport or something. So this is the way to go about planning the trip. And these are the things you need. Next, I'm gonna show you what happened when I went to Nice, Monaco, Banali Ligure, Cinque Terre, Split, and Berlin. Check it out. <laughs> 